For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I had a conversation with an old pastor of mine recently, Pastor Doug. I knew him from High River, where I grew up, in Alberta. I hadn't spoken to him in a few years, but on a recent trip home to my parents' house, I found a book of his about healing and deliverance on one of my parents' shelves. It's called Light Up the Dark, and I really enjoyed the book. The powerful testimonies it held challenged me to examine my day-to-day beliefs about what Jesus can do. After I finished it, I decided to look him up on Facebook and fired him a message expressing my gratitude. And I wanted to share with him how the book had challenged me to see Jesus in a different way. When he replied, he thanked me for my feedback, wished me well, and he left me with a final thought based on his book. He said that Jesus is way better than we know. The statement itself is really simple on the surface. And at times, it would even be easy for me to hear it as negative, as in, I don't know Jesus that well, or not as well as I should. Or he even hear it as pointless. Obviously, Jesus is better than I know. But sometimes, God uses simple things, simple stories, and simple statements to open our eyes to profound depth, meaning, and encouragement. This brings us to our story for today. This may be a familiar one to some of you, but I think it's a powerful one for us. It comes from Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. It says, When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being covered by the waves. But Jesus himself was asleep. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm. The men were amazed and said, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? This story happens during Jesus' healing ministry, while they are traveling to another place so that their work may continue. But the journey to the other side of the, of the sea brings with it a test and a demonstration. As we look at this passage together, I want to get a sense of what this experience might have been like for the disciples who are with Jesus, and what the story might have meant for the readers of the day. At this point, the disciples have heard him speak proclaiming good news as he reinterprets ancient wisdom in scripture. They've seen him heal the sick of every kind of illness. They've been with him long enough now for the news of him and his work to spread throughout all of Syria and Galilee. By now it would be clear to the disciples, I think, that Jesus is no ordinary rabbi. But still, we can see through this story that Jesus demonstrates power and authority that is completely outside and beyond what they thought were possible. They're completely amazed. Even to the point of fear, as Mark's version says, they became very much afraid by what they witnessed Jesus do. 
While the story for some of us might have lost some of its wow factor over countless retellings, already knowing the end of the story, it's clear that the disciples did not experience it this way. Short of resurrections, this is possibly the most shocking and dramatic act throughout the entire life and ministry of Jesus. Matthew, in his telling of the gospel, uses this story to raise the bar, to reveal the astounding power and authority of the Messiah for his readers. Jesus commands the wind and seas with authority. This is not normal. But while Jesus is the star of the show, we must not forget the key role the disciples play in the story as well. In the boat, the disciples are faced with a storm. The one whom they follow, given their lives to follow, is asleep. He is quiet. As they scream and toil and the winds howl, he does not wake up. We know that some of the disciples are fishermen who'd surely have some ideas about navigating rough seas and have a sense of how they might solve the problem. I'm not sure how this went, on, how long this went on for, but if it were me in that boat, I'm sure anything more than a few minutes of storm without my savior would cause me a great deal of fear and stress. Finally, he wakes, but he doesn't seem very happy that they've woken him in the way that they have. While this is often a focus we place on the story, Jesus rebuking them for their little faith, I think it's important that we stop and clarify something. As the disciples wake Jesus, calling him to save them, he does not confront them for their prayers or their calls to be saved. He asks them about their fears and their doubt in his desire or ability to save them. He asks them to look and find the source of their own fear. Why are you afraid? Then he acts on their behalf, saving them. He brings peace into their situation. This is the why behind the miracle, the reason for such a display. We know from other stories that Jesus does not demonstrate or exercise his authority in ways we always expect. He does not seek power or status the way many leaders do. He often lowers himself in service to others. He exercises power purely for the sake of those others. He is a healer, a comforter, a savior, and a bringer of peace. This story's placement in the middle of Jesus' healing ministry is no accident. His amazing work of calming the wind and the seas with the disciples is one part of the very same work of giving sight to the blind, bringing freedom, casting out demons, healing the sick, and ushering in peace. There is a perfect wholeness to the ministry of Jesus and his kingdom. As I've been reflecting on this passage for the past few weeks, my old pastor's simple little phrase has been stuck in my head. Pastor Doug, the one who gave me the phrase, has been a devout follower of the Lord for more than twice my lifetime. And based on his book, it's pretty clear to me that he's witnessed some truly miraculous stuff. But Jesus is not just better than I know, he's better than Pastor Doug knows too. And even more than that, even more importantly, 
The disciples who walked beside Jesus and literally followed in his footsteps, Jesus is better than they knew too. This is proven in the boat. What is your Jesus capable of in your day-to-day, in your storms? Maybe you are in a storm today. Jesus has led you in, but seems to have fallen asleep, gone silent at the very worst of times. Often, like the disciples, we are led into the boat to struggle against the wind and the seas for some time. We are not often saved right away. Our beliefs and expectations can be small. The disciples experience this too. Do you not care? We are dying. Will you not save us? I know I've asked similar questions at times. Yet, he is better than we know. Better than we can imagine. He is our savior, our healer, our comforter, and our protector. So for us as we head into our days, whether we're in a storm or whether someone we know is in that same place, My hope for us is that as we navigate those things, as we struggle, as we toil against the wind and the seas, that we would be reminded to lay our fears at his feet and that we would be reminded that our Savior, though meek and lowering himself and sacrificial, is also Lord over all, is also beyond powerful and has authority over our situations, over our storms too. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we each go from this devotion and head out into our daily lives, I pray that we would take our comfort in you. I pray that through our storms, we would know that you have not abandoned us, though it can feel like that sometimes. I pray that through the testimony of others and through the promises in your word, we would have faith to know that you will save us, that you can save us, and that you love us. I pray all this in your holy name, Jesus. Amen.